Welcome all to the very first episode of the Metaphor Podcast, hosted here with Alex and Michael. And today, we are going to be talking all things Metaverse. We're going to be introducing you to the Metaverse and actually talk about what the heck this thing is that you've been seeing in the news lately. You may have even seen a very famous company named Facebook recently changed their name to Meta, so obviously it is a big deal. Before we get started, let's just introduce our two hosts. My name is Michael. I'm a, a world developer here at LifePlex, and I'm joined by Alex. Yep, and I am the Metaverse Development Executive at LivePlex here. So first things first, why don't we start off by saying, you know, what the heck is the Metaverse and kind of what were the tech, what's the tech surrounding it? Yeah, you know, like I, I think, you know, first things first is like whenever people are thinking about Metaverse, they're seeing all these like VR goggles on their heads, on people's heads. They're thinking about like, you know, you're, you're going to be living from your chair in a digital world. And, you know, we're here to tell you that there's certainly, you know, some possibilities where that might be a, a specific use case. But there's lots of instances where we've seen the metaverse today. And the metaverse is much bigger than just, you know, one specific use case. You know, uh, Alex, from our time working here, I think we've seen that, like, really this whole, you know, Web3 movement and the metaverse is, it's not necessarily just like, you know, um, like playing a game or wearing goggles it's more just like taking your persona your in real life persona and putting that digitally like putting that into a digital space where that you can like really experience it like what what have you been thinking about it yeah i mean i honestly couldn't couldn't think of a better way to to explain it honestly it's, imagine just taking your everyday normal life and just digitizing it and putting it into you know a digital ecosystem and Pretty much the the main thing is you know people are able to interact with each other uh in new ways and kind of in ways that were previously they were previously unable to and so you know that's definitely like the main main point of the metaverse is inclusivity and bringing people you know closer together uh yeah. through digital experiences and so you know yeah. with that um i always feel like people always feel like you know uh metaverse is a very niche thing um kind of when i first heard of it i i imagine like a ready player one type of world where um you know everything locked in yeah exactly just kind of like it's just a video game but you know in yeah. reality it's just more of like a like an everyday sort of thing where it's just a digital ecosystem where and that can be like that can be very hard to imagine like when when we say like this is a thing where you can interact with like every day, like rather than like browsing through the internet, like you're in the internet. So I think like a really good example would to first kind of talk about like, you know, recent things that we've seen over the past 10, 15 years that can kind of relate to, you know, where the internet is heading. So I think a great example to maybe like start with is social media. So, I mean, before social media, there, there was no digital presence of, you know, yourself. So, you know, for me now, like I have an Instagram account, I have a Snapchat account, I go and post something on there. It's essentially part of my digital brand. Like this is Michael's Instagram account. And these are the things that he does. And people have built entire careers off of them. In fact, uh, you know, now today we're seeing the rise of influencers on, you know, Instagram, TikTok, and all these other things. And they have a digital brand, a digital voice, everything for them. But it's still kind of in this, like, what we like to call the web two you know, space, you know, you, you go on your computer, you go on your phone, you browse on a screen and you're scrolling through, looking at the pictures. And what the metaverse is essentially trying to do is take that persona that you've made 
but turn it into like a 3D avatar that you can actually walk around with inside the metaverse um, and experience the internet versus scroll through the internet. So that avatar yeah, can, you know, encompass yourself. You can, you know, have a lot of clothes. You have clothes on your avatar. You, your avatar can own things within the internet, digital assets, which we'll talk about much, much more later about NFTs and the, the whole community within that. But I think that example of like having a digital identity through social media is very relevant and similar to like what we can see with like avatar creation in the metaverse. And, you know, building worlds is one way that we are at LifeLex definitely trying to, you know, take steps forward to allow um, for a digital community. You know, Alex, I know that you and I have been working a lot on a lot of these like digital worlds and stuff, you know, what, what kind of like, what kind of like use cases you think, um, you know, companies may be really benefiting from, or even people may be benefiting from, from having these digital worlds? Yeah, you know, first thing, first things first, I think there are a ton of different use cases that kind of come about with the metaverse. Um, the first sort of few industries that really pop into mind um, that can kind of like utilize uh, metaverse tech right now would definitely be like retail or in, uh, yeah. industrials or like supply chain, anything related to yeah. like supply chain and manufacturing, you know. Uh, we're working on like the uh, the the meta meta breweries, right? Or like yeah. the, the metaverse bars, like you know, imagining these like you know either retail spaces or like food and beverage um, spaces that have opportunity for you know socialization. You go out to a brewery, you go out to a bar, you're already socializing, and that's like a great way to like kind of you know maybe introduce the excuse me the metaverse to some of these spaces. You know, be, having a space where you can interact with people digitally from your home certainly one way we've been looking at it definitely and i also think like the media and entertainment um, industry has also really started to begin to utilize all of this metaverse stuff just because you know with the pandemic obviously people weren't really able to go out and interact with each other kind of the way they were used to and you know with that companies and other industry started realizing that they needed to create new user experiences yeah. so that you know people would be able to interact with not only their brand but kind of with other individuals interested in that specific brand I guess yeah and media and entertainment I think is actually a really interesting industry because the way it's been shifting over the years has actually been kind of following the development of the internet so you know before the internet was you go to a theater or you you know rent a movie as time progressed, like you could rent a movie, a VHS, a DVD, bring it home. Uh, but then as the internet came about, streaming became very popular. So web two kind of, you know, created the space for, you know, streaming content at home, watching it on your TV um, and movie theaters still existed. But what we're really seeing with like web three is that like, if you go to a movie theater right now in 2022, odds are you might be the only one in that theater, right? Even if it's like a really popular movie, uh, one that I like to talk about is like Top Gun Maverick, like I actually was able to go to an early screening of it and it was a completely sold out theater with about, I want to say 250 people inside the theater. But imagine if Top Gun Maverick could have held their screening in the metaverse on, um, you know, an aircraft carrier and the ocean in the metaverse. And instead of 250 people attending that, 100,000 people could attend it and watch it all at once. And on top of that, Tom Cruise and all the actors in that movie would all have their own avatars 
and they could talk to the audience. The audience could be there watching them. Like these are things that are like going in my head and certainly going in our heads here at LiveFlex whenever we think about like, you know, how do, how do we turn this, how do, how do we make Web3 development really relevant in these different industries? And I just think like that one is like really crazy because like you could be in there with a bunch of other people that want to see this early. You know, you could be there with a hundred thousand people from across the world watching the very first screening. And it could also be very lucrative for the actors and the production houses as well. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, with kind of Web3 and all the tech that comes along with it, it also gives companies and users a lot more, you know, choice and choice when it comes to kind of how user data is utilized and all of that. And so it definitely is a much more, um, you know, consumer and creator. It, it definitely has a lot more benefits for, you know, both consumers and creators. Yeah, and so Exactly. Definitely. And, you know, Alex, I know you and I were talking a little bit before this too, but our goal with the Live Flex Metaphor podcast is to really like make, make some of these topics digestible for, you know, the everyday community, because not everyone is deeply ingrained in this industry. So, you know, people would argue that we're still very early stage, even though there's a lot of very deep developments within the space. And we want to make sure that like, we can present this in a way to like, you know, kind of separate myth, myth from fact, right. And just make it ultimately deliverable. So, you know, I kind of want to ask you this, you know, why do you think the metaverse is kind of seen as a fad, like maybe in the public eye? Because I know that every time um, like for those that don't know, I'm currently in the state of Missouri and anytime I bring up the metaverse or NFTs, everyone's just like rolling their eyes at me. Like, oh, Michael, we do not want to hear this again, this metaverse thing. Like it definitely seems like a fad and I don't think a lot of people really believe in it. So, you know, how come you think that might be? Yeah, definitely kind of, yeah, you know, like I've had the same sort of experiences where, you know, you, you go out talk to some friends and you bring up kind of like new tech related to metaverse and they're all like they think it's a meme essentially right yeah but i think like with any sort of new technologies it definitely has a buffer point where you know it definitely takes a couple a couple years almost a decade i feel like for people to really kind of understand and really become kind of accustomed to it and you know once it's slowly integrated i feel like people will definitely kind of realize that you know the how how beneficial it is compared to like an older iteration of the internet but yeah in terms of like kind of why why people are kind of so hesitant to to really accept this forward thinking kind of movement i think it really is just revolving around like people just don't really understand it and you know a lot of the lingo and syntax that surrounds it is just kind of not really accessible or not really easily digestible to to a person who's not really accustomed to that sort of yeah. lingo and so yeah. really understanding that part is is probably the biggest barrier that i see well you know i was i was talking with my mom once about like the development of the internet because she graduated college um and was in her 20s like in the mid 90s and uh you know coming in, in the late 90s and that's whenever like the internet was you know, starting to surface, you know, and then especially too in the early 2000s um, after the dot-com crash, you know, the internet was really starting to surface as like this, you know, relevant um, piece of technology. But even then, like even with websites like Amazon that were still around after the dot-com crash, 
many people like had their doubts and you know disbeliefs about the internet like why the heck would you want to buy something on the internet that you don't know where it's coming from you, you haven't seen it before like like why like why would you buy something on the internet but when you think about today and like what amazon is i mean there's everyone's buying things on the internet i mean you know if you're listening at home very very likely that you probably bought something on the internet in the last month at least if not the last week and so yeah you know alex like as you were saying there definitely is kind of like this buffer as like new groundbreaking technology enters uh the space like there's gonna be lots of lots of doubt with it as well i think one thing about the metaverse specifically that um people have their doubts about is like they think it's maybe either too similar to video games or they think it is a video game um which I can kind of see that side of it because a lot of these early examples of the metaverse have actually stemmed from video games. So if you're familiar with like the video game Fortnite or Minecraft or any of these games where you have like a digital avatar that you can customize and stuff, I mean, those have been early examples of a metaverse in some sort of way. You can uh, customize your Fortnite avatar and you know certain skins have like, I would say, different levels of clout, right? So like you, you always wanna have, you know, have up-to-date skins and whatnot. Um, and I think a lot of people though, see things like Ready Player One, or they they look at something crazy that Mark Zuckerberg is doing and, you know, they just <laughs> they just have their doubts. Um, but yeah, too, there's also been, there's also been NFT scams as well, but that may be a whole, that we might yeah, have to say that's that. A whole, that's a whole nother topic right there. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, it's just, I feel like mainly it's just because it really isn't like too tangible of an idea. It's a pretty foreign idea, especially if you aren't really well versed in that. And so kind of wrapping your head around, you know, having a whole sort of digital world and a digital ecosystem where it's essentially like a, a digital twin to the real world. That can, yeah. That's definitely a hard concept for people to really kind of grasp and understand. And so, yeah. And I think, I think a good place to kind of, you know, leave them, leave, you know, the listeners with is kind of like, if any of this did spark your interest, well, how do I start learning about the metaverse, right? Like, how do I start getting myself familiar with it and just, you know, actually understanding like the infinite use cases that are available or the infinite benefits that there may be in my life, you know, coming in the next five years or so. And so I know that like when I was first getting started learning about the metaverse, I had to really just like break it down from like square one, literally look up what is a metaverse or what is the metaverse and just start reading. And once I started learning about like the parallels, right? Like how the metaverse is pretty similar to like things we've seen in web two or even things we saw in the rise of the internet, noticing all these patterns, uh, starting to link these together and I understand like, wow, there's actually quite a bit of use uh, for me in the future. Like I, I, I was imagining myself, for example, because I'm, I'm a college student, going to class in the metaverse with my digital avatar who looked very similar to me with, you know, the my my Air Force One shoes, my, uh, you know, my backpack and everything, and going to class uh, at my university uh, into a classroom with all my other classmates who have their digital avatars and we are learning from, uh, you know, a metaverse professor in that sort of way. And while it's kind of like a different experience to imagine at first, the, the things that you can do with that, like you can be anywhere in the world and receive the same education as you would as if you were in person, right? So if you ever needed to potentially miss a class or if you just wanted to 
uh, be engaged digitally. That was certainly like one way I was able to see it in my life. And just that kind of like, you know, that use case, like generation thing, I think was one thing that helped me kind of understand it as well. But certainly putting in the, like the first couple of hours and just reading as much as you can, keeping up with uh, metaverse developments. And uh, I think that's probably the best way. Alex, like I know that, uh, you know, you were mentioning earlier, you you had no clue what the metaverse was or, you know, what NFTs were, you know, prior to LivePlex. What were, what were some things that you were doing to prep yourself? Yeah, definitely. You know, I think kind of like everyone, the, your first sort of thought is to really just like go on Google and start start looking up like what is the metaverse kind of and once you once you start reading a couple articles you re, you'll realize like oh it's broken down into various different kind of subsections or sectors and so you know with that you I started focusing on a little bit more about like you know how all the transactions occur also kind of like how things are kind of how things are uh how you keep track of things within the metaverse and so I think yeah. like once you understand kind of the basic once you have like a sort of basic understanding of all the technologies, I definitely think that that really helps you understand and conceptualize kind of like the broader idea of, you know, the metaverse and the digital ecosystem. And two important pieces of technology, they're both really related to each other. Um, and we will be discussing these in future episodes, but blockchain technology is something um, you should be researching as well. We will be coming out with a whole episode based on this, you know, being able to essentially deliver to you, you know, what is blockchain, you know, how, how did it, how is it actually transformed and turned into, you know, a web 3.0 space, but then um, what blockchain allows is two NFTs, which we will get into a whole nother talk in the future on the LifeFlex Metaphor podcast, um, so that you guys can understand what NFTs are, and hopefully to, you know, not be too scared um, with some of the scams that have been out there, we'd love to really uh, talk about that, but I think that's all for today. Alex, I've had a great time uh, talking. What have you been, yep. what have you been thinking? Yeah, it's, it's been a pleasure. Always. And really hope to be able to share some great, thoughtful, digestible information to you as an audience. If you have any other questions or would love to learn anything about the metaverse, please visit liveplex.io. We are uh, currently on the forefront of you know building a lot of things that are metaverse-related, NFT-related um, for businesses. We are here to... Uh, essentially enable businesses into the metaverse. And so we've written lots of different inside articles um, and are actually a part of the metaverse standards forum, which is really trying right now to create interoperability between all these different companies in the metaverse and Web3 so that there can be one shared space for you to, to experience the internet. So with that, wish you goodbye. Yep. Catch you guys next time.